everybody. We are back. It is Tape Don't Lie. It's favorite is podcast, favorite is channel, favorite is everything. You guys already know what to do. Hit the subscribe button, subscribe, 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 hit the subscribe button. <clears throat> hit the like button if you like it. Hit the dislike button if you don't like it. Right? You guys already know what to do with that. So check that out. Make sure you do that. And then, of course, leave a comment if you like it. Leave a comment if you don't like it. Also, make sure you hit up Panda, uh, Panda Supplements for the discount code TDL for 35% off all Panda Supplements. Like I said, he's a Raiders fan, so make sure you guys support him, support all Raiders fans and everything they do with their businesses. So really make sure you guys go out and support that. Like I said, the focus and the sleep are excellent. So are all the protein drinks. So make sure you guys check Joe's out, um, especially even the green one. You know, you need some vegetables. You, you can't um, have time for the vegetables in your life. You can go ahead and check out that green thing. You know what I'm saying? Green one as well. Um, give you some of those good greens and some of those good healthy aspects of life, right? So today, BD, um, we are going over um, little Derek Carr fumbles and BD is doing some little cover three today. All right. Um, I think BD's freezing a little bit on me, but you know, uh, OTAs kind of went, kind of went and gone. Nothing really too exciting from OTAs. Uh, we found that Denzel Good is hurt. A lot of the questions that we had about what's going on with the nation, right? Uh, sorry, with position players. Uh, you know, we found out Haas is playing safety, but, they, you know, they took that back real quick. Um, he's playing corner. Is he playing safety? They took that back really, really, really fast. So I don't know what's going on with that. They say it was typo, but I don't think – this team does typos. I just think they kind of put that out there. Everybody started freaking out and uh, they kind of backtracked a little bit. So um, OTAs haven't been too exciting, not too much information. I mean, we only had like one day, one press conference, nothing crazy. So uh, it's been an interesting time working with that. I mean, there's really nothing that we get crazy. I mean, Denzel Good's not playing right now. He's on the side. Josh Jacobs is hurt again, which is interesting. He didn't practice at all which I thought was super interesting. Um, other than that, man, it really has been too much going on. Pretty slow period right now, especially with all, none of the action that we're getting. We're getting nothing from the media. So um, I don't know what happened to BD though, but we're, we're getting froze here, guys. We got BD frozen. Um, so hopefully he'll come back pretty soon. <laughs> all right, so when uh, when will you guys do a breakdown of Deron Harmon? I don't know if we're doing Deron Harmon. I don't know. That's that's a – we got to make sure – I want Deron – make sure Deron Harmon is going to play first. How, how much is he going to play – I know we assume we're assuming that uh, Jonathan Abram is going to be out the woodwork here, but uh, I don't know if that should be assumed. Um, you know, you know, we watched the breakdown with BD. If they find a role from him, it can be pretty good. Um, I just wouldn't assume anything with Deron Harmon, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh, well, Denzel Goods was hurt with uh, torn ACL. We know he was going to be out. Josh Jacobs was a different surprise. He didn't practice on the OTA day. I know he, that was a report. He didn't practice. He's off to the side. Um, but, you know, the, the biggest thing of the day besides that was Nate Haas being announced as a safety and then everybody backtracking and acting like he's not playing safety because he played corner that day they were watching, which I don't know if it's, you know, um, Patrick Graham said that there his idea of a safety is different than the modern idea or the old school idea of what a safety is. So I wouldn't expect too much from that. I mean, he still might play safety. You know, he still might go in there and play a lot of safety for them. I wouldn't expect him to just be a pure slot corner. You know, I, mean, I think they have a lot of corners because Anthony Avery can play in the slot too. Then you got Rocky Sin, you got Trayvon Mullen who could play outside. I mean, you could do a lot of things you can do with Nate Hobbs if you find a way to for him to work around and play safety. And then, you know, if you, you know, bring in Jonathan Abram and have him play dying linebacker basically and not have him put in cover situations. You can, you know, blitz him and have him become a good player if you learn how to use him and then have Nate Haas be that other too high guy that kind of just moves around, can play a slot corner. And, you know, I think Trayvon Morag, too, is I mean, I think he has a better skill set than not Hobbs for, you know, that move around Tyron Matthew type of guy. I feel like uh, Trayvon Morag has a better skill set for that because he can play corner. Um, he can play inside, uh, play the slot. He can also play free safety up top. So I think his skill set fits that more. So that's somebody they want to watch when we talk about who's a safety, who's a corner, who's that, who's this, what label we have for this player, what ha what label we have for this guy, whatever, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. You know, 
Trayvon Morrig is somebody you should look at because I feel like that he is the more versatile guy out of out of all the players that are in this uh, secondary. You know, we saw him at in college. He was able to play corner, play slot corner, you know, play quarters, you know, one on one with safeties, and he he's able to control that. So um, I think that's something that he could do, and he could be good at, especially if you know Patrick Graham can create it with him. So yeah. Good questions, Eagle Terry. Good questions. You know, give me some questions. Keep this up. All right, my B- BD, are you back? Are you, are you still? Um, yeah, my bad. My bad. I'm back. I'm back. I gotta figure it out here. Okay. I'm on my side. All right. Uh, okay. All right. So, uh, what do you think the chances are of another big signing post June first? You're still breaking up a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, let me get to Michael's questions first. While, while we, uh, you know, BD gets set up here. Um, why do you think the chances are another big signing post June first start? Um, I think there's a big chance for that. I really do. I still think Dante Hightower is still out there. Um, I brought up Emmanuel Sanders uh, after watching Josh Allen since they run the same offense. And Emmanuel Sanders is out there. I think he's an upgrade over Keenan Cole or Demarcus Robinson or anybody in that any other wide receiver in the room besides the big three. I think he's an upgrade over any of those guys. And I think he can still play. And he's a veteran that can know the system. And then he could help teach Hannah Renfro the system, help teach, you know, Darren Waller the system, help teach all these guys to play in the system a little faster. Mostly because, I mean, he's played in it with Adam Gase and he's played in it with Brian Duvall. That's about five years of playing inside the system. It's gonna be an easy plug and play for him. And if somebody gets hurt, I'd rather have him playing than, you know, let's say, you know, I mean, no, not the DeMarcus Robinson or Keenan Cole, but I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is an upgrade over both of them. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, it's a good question right here. Marcus, why do Josh DeBoe and his Raider Nation minions try to come for you when all you do is spit facts? That's a good question, man. I don't know. I, 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 think, I, I think they're still mad at me because I exposed Josh DeBoe by showing since I have sports radar that I could do what he does with every quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> they haven't liked me since I did that. Since I did that, I haven't been a fan. You know, I have some, some, some Mick babe dude. I don't know who that dude is. He's like, he like harasses me now. Cause you know, he, you know, he, he, he was defending the chargers the other day. I don't get that. I don't know how you guys defend the chargers. That's super weird to me. Defending the chargers is weird. <laughs> like, I mean, like, why? Really? Like, I, I don't know. I, I've never hated a Raiders player that much where I defend a rival. You know, that's, that's a lot of hate. That's a lot of hate for me to defend the Chargers. That's a, I got to really, really, really hate you. Really, 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 really hate you <laughs> to defend the Chargers. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Uh, Brian, does Brian DeBall use, use the, yes, he does. He comes from the Patriots system. Um, that's, that's the same system. That's why, uh, you know, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, I mean, it's a good watch. If you want to watch Devontae Adams and what Derek Carr and him can do, just freelancing, because there's a lot of freelancing in Harry Perkins, right? There's a lot of, like, I see Stefan Diggs is lined up one-on-one. Somebody wants to do press man at Devontae Adams. I'm going to Devontae Adams. It's like this – it's designed that way where there's no defined read, really, and it's all what the quarterback likes to do. So the quarterback kind of makes a decision. He decides where to go with the football. There's no, like, one, two, three, four type of thing. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the, the beauty of it. So if he sees like, you know, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, you do it all the time. So you, you know, you, you, you're in the red zone and you want to start pressing up on Stephon Diggs, right? Josh Allen is not going to go anywhere else. He's going to throw a back shoulder. He's going to try to see if Diggs can win first, you know? So that's why it's, it's more of a matchup base. That's when we used to see um, a good example uh, is what 2016 with Derek Carr and Erhard Perkins Right. When he was running it and with Bill Musgrave, which is I always say is the drunk. If it was a hungover version of Josh McDaniels, as Bill Musgrave's version, uh, you saw a lot of freelancing with that. Like, the, uh, let's say the fourth and fourth, the fourth down versus Chargers 2016. I don't know if you probably, probably remember this play, you know, the, the Crabtree in the corner. That's the type of things that you can do with Erhard Perkins. You, those guys come up. They, Casey Hayward comes up and press my Crabtree. My Crabtree knows I'm, that's a go route. Yeah, Carr knows this a go route. We just throw it up, fade. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things like that will start happening. 
um, a lot more freelancing from Derek Carr and the wide receivers if they're on the same page. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy, guys, he's, he's, the, the, the Chargers media hype has Raiders fans scared, man. I don't know why. But, you know, I respect Broncos fans. I got to say this uh, while BD comes back. I, I, I got a big, big respect for Broncos fans because, you know, they got Russell Wilson. And, and how much have they been talking? You know, they've been really quiet. <laughs> you know, the Chargers fans are just super cocky for some reason. They just came out of nowhere. Like, like where do they come from? Why are they this cocky? I, I've had a lot of questions about their cockiness. Like, why are you so cocky? I've never met a fan base that's not want anything. Be so cocky. Like you guys are literally the Browns with better weather. So I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't get that cockiness. I respect Broncos fans. I always have a better love for them because you know they're they're more reasonable. You haven't seen them talking too much. They've been really quiet. They're on wait and see because you know their team has sucked for like five years. Maybe you should be on a wait and see mode. Not like oh we're winning, we're winning the Super Bowl now. We got Cleo Mack. You know I don't know. I don't know. Man. I don't know. Where- uh, all right, guys. Looks like you know BD, BD's kind of lost here, doing a one man show here. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, dead ass, right? Storm, like it's Broncos fans. Broncos fans have they have the actual Hall of Famer? Shouldn't they be talking more crap? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Shouldn't they be the ones? <laughs> They're all waiting to see what. Like, if it all comes together, that's what Broncos fans are like. If it all comes together, we could really win. Chargers fans already decided they they've they've they won the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. So it's already over. We're winning the AFC West. We're winning the AFC. Justin Herbert's winning MVP. Uh, Austin Eckler's winning Offensive Player of the Year. Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa winning Defensive Player of the Year. JC Jackson's gonna have seven interceptions. You know, it's it's already set in stone. They're they're going for they're going what was it fourteen and three, fifteen and two. <laughs> it's just hilarious to me. I don't know. It's, it's just it's just a cockiness. It's just so cocky. Like I don't know. I feel like that's you know that's a that's a that's a karmic energy that you're putting out there. Being that cocky in May is karmic energy to me. <laughs> you're just putting that out there, so it just comes in there, and you're gonna be super upset by the end of the year. You guys know what I mean? All right, so uh, BD's back. Hopefully, it, it works this time. But you know, I might just get into this car stuff. A- any other questions, guys? Before anything, other thoughts? Got 84 people in here. I don't know. I haven't seen any Broncos fans bragging on Twitter. Chargers fans, every time I scroll through, like, you know, kind of like the, well, I don't know what that's called on Twitter. When you hit the search button, you kind of scroll through tweets that you're interested in or whatever. I see a Chargers fan talking crap all the time. And, you know, I don't see Broncos fans talking crap that much. They're they're real quiet. (sighs) Well, I think Slater is young, okay? Slater has a, a high PFF grade. That's kind of the basis of all football analysis right now. You know, he's just young. I mean, he could be beat. I know Brandon Thorne's really high on him, but, you know, I showed last week, you know, Cleveland Farrell was beating him pretty easily, you know? Um, so he's still young. He's still a rookie. He's not better than Colton Miller right now. Let's, let's keep it real. He's not because he's he's younger. Maybe year four, year five, he's better than Colton Miller, but – um, I think mostly Rashad Slater, um, his his buzz is PFF grade. Because, I mean, that's the only lineman buzz we have right now. I mean, there's guys who use PFF grade to judge every single offensive lineman that exists. So, you know, there's no context to PFF grade either, you know. And what position do you think we need to address I'm still a linebacker guy. I think they got to get some kind of linebacker in here. And, of course, defensive tackle. I mean, Dominican Sue's just chilling. We might have to give him $12 million, But they got to address that position, man. You know what I mean? Um, do we know what PFF grades the O-line got in the last six games of the season? Uh, it, it was pretty good. You know, how about I just, you know, we're just chilling here. I could just pull it up real quick. You know, after I do this, I'm going to get into the car stuff. Pull this up real quick. You saw what the last six weeks, right? Let's see. 
Here we go. We share this real quick. All right, you guys see that? I know it's kind of, let me just explain this. Let me bring this aside. So, I mean, so here, here's the grades. You guys can see them kind of straight up a little bit. So, if you look at all the players, so the pass blocking grades are pretty good. I mean, I know some of these guys only play like one snap, so we can take this out. But like John Simpson was 75 the last six weeks. Run blocking grade, I mean, a lot of this is holding. You know, there's a lot of holds in here that take down their grade. James was pretty consistent. Miller, of course, he's consistent all year. And then Leatherwood was the still one still struggling, and so was Brandon Parker. So John Simpson – so basically, pass blocking, John Simpson, Andre James, and Colton Miller held it down. Run blocking, you know, they didn't like Simpson too much. They liked Colton Miller a lot on both. I don't, I still don't understand the Brandon Parker run blocking grade. I never understood it, but hey, you know, so. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how they looked the last six weeks. That's why I think it's hilarious people say Simpson's not going to start. But hey, you know, what do I know? You know, what do I know? What do I know? All right, let's get into some car here, guys. We, we, we're we waiting on BD a little too much. Let's get into some Derek Carr fumbles here. I know uh, some people are going to be excited about this one, maybe. <laughs> you know, I, I, might get, I might get some of the uh, people who, who are fans of my takes on this one. You know, they might come like this one and enjoy it because it's some, uh, some negativity for them with uh, DC here, so. But you know, we're, we're basically I'm going to show there's a constant theme with these, and you guys need to catch the theme, and you, you you decide whether that's the theme for you. If you want to ignore the theme, or you know you you see what the theme is. I mean, if you watch the Carfaxes, you probably have an idea of what the theme is going to be. But you know, we'll get into it right now. Hold on, so for a second. All right, uh, can you guys, everybody can see that. We're good. I think we're good here. All right. All right, okay. Oh, no problem, man. No problem. Everybody see this? We're good. Just somebody give me a comment, th thumbs up or something. Just want to make sure we all can see it before I start. Make sure it's on the screen. Got no freezing here. And now we got no. Because I ain't got BD to, to bounce off the house. So I want to make sure that we're good here, guys. All right, cool. All right, cool. Thank you, Drew Smith. All right, so we're going to start off. These are all the fumbles lost. There's 13 fumbles, okay? There's only five lost. So these are just the fumbles lost, okay? So this is – I'm not going over every single fumble. This is just the lost ones. This is the ones that ended up being turnovers, right? So that's what we're going over today. We're not go, I'm not going over every single fumble. All right, just the ones that are turnovers. All right, so let's get into it. We're going to start with this first one. All right, this is the last play of the game versus the Giants, right? This is the Giants. This is a disappointing loss right after the Henry Ruggs incident. The Raiders are the, were a way better team than them no matter what. They're a better team than the Giants, and they had a disappointing loss, right? And one of them is because Patrick Graham had a great game plan, and he made the Raiders play the red zone game and stop their explosive plays, which is why I'm very happy that Patrick Graham is with us and not – playing on and not being a defense coordinator for other teams. So here we go. So basically this play is called in the West Coast offense is basically smash return. And you got the Y seam right here from Darren Waller, right? So you got the smash, you got the return, the, sorry, the corner route from Zay Jones. And then you got the return route from Hunter Renfro. So smash return, there's a smash, right? Turn, seam, okay? Now, Derek Carr, earlier in this game, he missed Darren Waller on this seam, okay? So, earlier in the red zone in this game, he missed him. So, that's where he's going. He's like, okay, I missed him on tape with the way that they're playing. I got this the second time, all right? Because that's, that's, that's usually what happens when you miss something, you adjust, and you hit it the second time. So, here we go. 
run this play. I mean, this is kind of your basic red zone coverage from the Giants. So you, you already see Logan Logan Ryan right here. He's already coming down. You know Darren Waller's coming around, right, this side, right? So you see Derek Carr goes over here. He opens up to Brian Edwards. See if Brian Edwards can get open on this wheel. Let's go back. Of course, this is kind of why he's not on the team anymore. <laughs> doesn't beat the press coverage. doesn't get open, right? But it gets Logan Ryan going this way. So kind of open is open it up Darren Waller, right? And you already see Darren Waller is going to be wide open over the top of this guy right here. Darren Waller is going to be wide open. But Derek Carr has to wait for him to clear, and Colt Miller is getting his butt kicked. His butt's whipped, right? And, and I think, you know, to me, I think Derek Carr has got to feel this, in my opinion. He's got to feel it a little bit better and not just wait for this to come open. I mean, you, I know it sucks, and everybody's going to get mad at you, but you just got to throw it to Josh Jacobs. Unless Josh Jacobs did thing. I don't know what down this was, this was, but I don't think it was third down. I don't think it was that clutch type of situation. But just throw it to Josh Jacobs, man, and just let him do his thing. I know you want to try to make this play. And, and that's the theme, right? He wants to try to get this touchdown. But sometimes you, you just can't, man. You know, you just can't. And I know it's, I, I, don't, I don't think this was fourth down. Not that I'm trying to remember. Maybe somebody look it up and let me know. But I feel like you just got to get rid of this ball or throw it to Renfro or something and, and kind of just not try to wait for this to get open. But I guess on the other hand, you're expecting Colt Miller not to be on the ground because he's you're one of the best left tackles in football. He's at least top 15, top 10, right? That's a fumble. But just, just look at it this way, right? If Derek Carr has time, I mean, that's a touchdown to Darren Waller. You know? And then Josh Jacobs pissed me off with this. Josh, don't try to pick this. Do you think he's going to score here? I don't understand. I just don't understand this. I don't know why he thought he was going to score there. So you see on the backside, I mean, this, really, this play is really about Colt Miller getting his butt kicked, but I don't even know who this guy is. I don't know who 96 is, 95, and Colt Miller, hands outside. He's leaning down. I mean, you can't let this type of guy, I don't know who this guy is. You can't let that happen, man. But, you know, Derek Carr's got to feel that too, man. He's, he's, he's trying to pump fake, hold things. He's got to throw it to Josh Jacobs. All right, fumble number one. Here we go. Fumble number two. Okay. Now this one, we got the choice route right here. Spot dig. Got a little out route from, I think that's Jalen Richard. All right, so check this one out. All right, safety comes down. We got a little single high man-to-man, -man, right? Car wants Hunter Renfro, but here comes, I think that's Tyron Matthew. He's coming over to make sure that Hunter Renfro gets double teamed. Now, Chris Jones is beating Leatherwood or Carr. You see how he's flipped his hips. He's about to come back to Zay Jones. Now, you can make the case where he could have just been tough and just throw, try to throw this football, but if he gets his arm gets hit, that's a pick. But you could make that case. You just... Throw the football, right? But it could have been disaster as well. So he tucks it a little bit because Chris Jones is coming around trying to hit his arm. But he holds the ball like a potato or not a potato, just like he's, I don't know, like it's, I don't like, I don't know what he's doing. Like he's dribbling the basketball. He's just, and he gets popped. Pow! Trying to make a play. All right, let's watch it from the back end. There's Christian, right? He wants Renfro, right? See, if he, if he makes the case to throw this football, right, he holds it because Chris Jones is about to put his hand down. You know, he can make the case. He's just good at do that football, right? But he tries to roll out and make a play instead. Boom. All right, this is my most frustrating one. I, I hate this play. This is frustrating for me. But but this uh, this is what I talk about. People they they want a playmaking Derek Carr. I think what people a lot of people wanted a playmaking Derek Carr so bad they got it and then they they're upset about some of the results that come with it. And this is one of them. And this play is very frustrating for me, just as somebody who likes quarterback play. 
It's a very frustrating play because I feel like this is simple. This is first and 10, okay? So I remember this play very vividly. This is first and 10. They're up 10 to 0. Nick Mullins has not done anything all game, right? I, one, I don't like this play call. You're up 10 to 0. You're moving the ball. You're on the 50. You just move the, move the damn football, right? Keep, keep the ball moving. You guys haven't thrown deep. You haven't been having any big plays all game. But you guys decide you want to have a big play right here, up 10-0. You want to go for the kill shot at the 50, which I understand. But you have Nick Mullins on the side, and he can't move the football. I think it's just kind of game feel. I talk about this a lot on this one. All right, so here's, here's, here we go on this one. Play action, okay? Boom, play action. Nothing's there. We got two-man route. They're in quarters. There's nothing here. There's nothing. Two-man route, quarters, nothing. Right now, this is where the play changes. Everybody's getting beat. There's nobody open. Derek Carr's got to throw this ball right here. You can't try to run through this and try to make, I don't know what the hell he's trying to do, but he's trying to run through this and make a play. Like, no, man, you're up 10 to zero. They can't move the football. Throw it to Pey- Peyton Barber. Just throw it to Peyton Barber. He might get like five yards or something. I mean, maybe two. It's still second and eight, though. And it's not, they're not getting a touchdown and make it a 10 to seven. So it's more about game feel from the coach and a little bit from Carr, too. Like, just trying to do too much. Just like, I know, you know, you you want to play hero ball. That's what happens. So hero ball equals fumbles. Instead of just taking what the defense gives you sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, because pay bars wide open. Play action. Nothing's there. Right? Boom. But, you know, you decide you want to run through here. You see this gap. He's like, oh, look at this gap. I can run through that. Like, oh, you're not that fast, though. Look how shit. <laughs> the close quick fumble. All right. So here's another one. Next one this is pure four verts. There's nobody open. And once again, here he is trying to make a play. So you see this one right here. Of course, Colt Miller gets beat again by Sam Hubbard. Derek Carr rolls out trying to make a play. So just, throw, just like once again, this is second down. Throw the damn ball away. Just throw it over here. Throw it over Sean Jackson's head. Boom, boom, boom. Maybe some fan might get mad that you say you're throwing overthrowing somebody. Oh, you, you, whatever. No, you throw the damn ball away. Throw it away. Throw it away. <laughs> throw it away. <laughs> Fumble. See, see, I, I mean, a lot of people like act like his fumbles are, are, are like Mister in the pocket, can't feel anything. No, his fumbles right now are him trying to make a play. He's trying to make too many plays. Like you, you didn't need to do that. You just had to. It's you don't have to save the day all the time. You know what I mean? It's frustrating to me, right? Because I mean, he's it's it, the play's over right now. You're not going to outrun. You're not outrunning Trey Hendrickson. You know, you're not outrunning Trey Hendrickson. Throw the ball away. Throw it away, right? And then you, and then you're trying to switch hands. Fumble. Just trying to do too much, man. Hero ball. Hero football. Too much. Nothing frustrates you more than hero ball. And this is this is, the, is this one that pisses me off too. This is I don't like this one either. Hero ball once again. Here we go. So he wants Deshaun Jackson on this play. You, you probably see him. Carfax. I break this dumb one down before. So he wants Deshaun Jackson on this play. All right, boom, Deshaun Jackson. You know, he's got Zay Jones on a corner route. Then he's got kind of, I don't know what kind of route this is from Hunter Renfro right here. We'll check this one out, okay? This is the last fumble loss of the year. Okay? Now, Shelby Harris is unblocked, okay? You know, Brandon Parker doesn't does pick up the stunt. I don't know what Brandon Parker's doing. He goes inside with the stunt. Goes in two inside. I, I don't know why he doesn't, you know, realize that maybe if this guy's going inside like that, there might be somebody else coming around the other side. And here comes Shelby Harris, right? And then Derek Carr knows. You see where Cream Jackson's at, right? You know, got Sean Jackson right here. I mean, man, right? That's what you're thinking. You're thinking, okay, I got this touchdown. But once again, it is what 13, 13 to seven, something like that. Thirteen something something. Like, it's, it's just, like, why are we calling this play call? Like, why are we trying to go for the kill when, with Drew Locke on the other side? You know what I mean? And defense is playing well. I don't know. You know, it's just coaching to me a little bit. But this is on this is, this one's on card to me because a couple of things. Let's talk about this one. You see Shelby Harris, throw it away. Throw it at Foster Rose feet. Throw it 
at Jalen Richard's feet. I don't know. Give her the football, right? Give her the damn ball. That's what you got to do here. Give her the ball. But you went to Sean Jackson. I get it. Sean Jackson's going to be wide open. You loft it. He's going to be able to run to it. Touchdown. But now you're in position where you're trying too hard to get to this play. Like the play is dead, man. You cannot play hero ball. You're up. You got to remember some of these things, right? And then, of course, then he tries to avoid it, which I it's funny. Like he did this against the Colts and it worked. So like you have to, you know, he did the same move against the Colts and it worked. This time it's a fumble. So let's go back to this side. We'll show, let's watch it again from this side because, I mean, this is really on Brennan Parker, right? Because Brennan Parker goes way too far inside. Here we go, Shelby Harris. <laughs> Free runner. And, and, and just imagine if Brennan Parker picks up the stunt correct. I mean, this is 24-13. Derek Carr has 24 touchdown passes instead of 23. <laughs> or 22, whatever he has. I don't know what the hell he has. Right? Because Deshaun Jackson, he's about to be wide open. And Derek Carr knows it. But Derek Carr tries to do this, this little move, which worked against the Colts, which is funny. But I guess, you know, Shelby Harris got a big-ass hand. Look at that. Look at that. That's, that's the hand of blocking field goals right there, guys. Former once a Raider, always a Raider. Shelby Harris. Knock that ball right out. Hero ball. All right, guys. So... I don't know what you guys thought of that, but I mean, there's a theme. There is a theme. The theme is he's trying to do way too damn much. And I understand why he's trying to do damn too damn much. I mean, there's, there's desperation. They're trying to make the damn playoffs. He hasn't made the playoffs in years, and I'm sure he wanted to taste, and he wasn't trying to lose. So he's going to try to do everything he could to win these games. But, you know, sometimes they got lucky about some of the quarterbacks they're playing because you if you're playing hero ball like this, turnovers can happen. You know, um, I mean, that's just part of the game, part of the way it works. When you're that type of, you're in hero mode when you shouldn't be. Right? No hero mode when you shouldn't be. If you're up ten to zero, <laughs> and you have Nick, I'm disrespecting Nick Mullins because he's in the building now. It's kind of funny, but. We have Nick Mullins playing on the other side, and you're up 10 to 0, and you're on the 50. Like, why even? I mean, like, just run the ball. You know, those are the times when, when it's okay to kick a field goal. Like, when you're you're playing Nick Mullins, when you think Nick Mullins is going to have some of these two awesome drives where he's going to just, you know, go up and down the field? I don't think so. So, you know, that's game management. When you have a coach, I feel like, you know, that's why you have like a Josh McDaniels and these type of coaches that come in, right? I mean, you get a different kind of aspect of what what's going on, man. Um, so, because I just feel like Josh McDaniels is not calling a deep shot right there. He's going to try to run the ball, maybe do like a, you know, a nice little quick pass or something, maybe hit a screen, something, because you're it's game feel too, man, like, as a play caller, you are up 10-0 and the other team can't move the ball. Why are you calling a out and up with a post? Two-man route <laughs> with no option for the quarterback. Like, it's just – so so some of that was frustrating, you know. Um, but, I mean, those are all the fumbles, guys. I don't know what you guys think. Any thoughts? In the chat, I don't think B is coming back, guys. They have some technical difficulties. This is a solo show today. <laughs> I'm winging it here. I think we're doing all right, though. I think we're doing all right. I think we're carrying it. I think we're carrying the show. Any questions about anything I just did? Any thoughts? Nothing. I see bad coaching. I would. I don't want to say Greg Olson's a terrible coordinator. I say he's, he's an average, average coordinator. And, I mean, when you have an average coordinator, you call Hank um, in the game-winning drive, you know? Three times. <laughs> Not once, three times. So, you know. Any other thoughts, man? You guys are super quiet today, man. You got, you got 100 people in here. Who wants to get their thoughts on Derek Carr fumbles here? Yeah, I mean, he has to clean it up. He does. I, I think with a better team, I think he'll clean it up. I just, honestly, I, I felt like that he thought that he had to win the game. And if he didn't win the game, then they're going to lose. And when you have that thought process, that's how you play. You're going to try to be the hero all the time. You're going to, it's going to be, you're going to throw a 50 yard pass when you don't need to throw a 50 yard pass. 
You know, you're going to try to throw it into a tight window when you don't need to throw it into a tight window because you feel like that you have to go win the game for your team, you know? And uh, I think the only game where he really didn't feel that way was the Chargers game. You know, um, I mean, that's it's just it's real stuff. I mean, you, 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 when, you, when you feel that way, when you feel like you have to go win the game, that's how you're going to play, man. And you, want, you don't want your quarterback feeling that way because, yeah, exactly. See, smart play calling. Yeah, also, also Brady's gonna he'll, also Pacey Brady would have checked that down against the Browns. I'll keep it real with you. <laughs> He's throwing that ball right to whoever the running back is. Doesn't matter. He's throwing that ball right to the running back. That's a lot of difference between. I mean, really, that's the difference between a great quarterback and a quarterback that is you know a playmaking quarterback. Sometimes they want to make too many plays. Uh let me see some of these questions here. What we got? Um. Risk first reward, you win some, you lose some, you just got a better risk analysis at the moment. I like that. I like that comment. Um, does he have the lack of feel in the pocket to where he absolutely needs good tackles? I don't think he needs a – I think he needs a good left tackle because I don't think he has great – how do I say this? Pocket feel is a natural thing. Okay, like, okay, so I'm going to explain this just basically about quarterbacks in the aspect. So – Pocket feel is natural. It's like a linebacker. You're like Luke Keekley. You can't teach what stuff Luke Keekley does with instinct. Like Luke Keekley's going to find a gap, right? He's, he's going to do a studying. Luke Keekley's going to know what you do. He's going to find a gap. It's instinct. A lot of instinct with linebacker. Pocket feel is an instinct position. All right. That's kind of a thing. Like, can you learn pocket feel through drills? Yeah. When you learn pocket feel through drills, you get like how Derek Carr is, which he has solid pocket presence when he came into the league with really bad pocket presence. Now it's solid. So sometimes you see Derek Carr make some great pocket movements. Sometimes you'd be like, what the hell are you doing? It's just kind of hit or hit or miss. You know what I mean? Um, but you could develop good pocket presence. So does Derek Carr need a great left tackle? Or not a great one, a good one? Yes. Does he need a great right tackle? No. Because he, with right tackles, I can see it. If right-handed, my right tackle gets beat, I see him getting beat. <laughs> the left tackle, I don't see it. It's like the, the fumble, a couple of the fumbles I showed – I mean, they, they came from the blind side. They didn't come from the from the front side because, you know, Derek Carr does handle pressure a whole lot better from his front side than he does his backside. If you notice that, a lot of these fumbles have come, right? You know, a lot of these people have – a lot of these fumbles have come from him trying to deal with the, his blind side. So I think a left tackle like Colton Miller is very important, very important. I think a right tackle like Brandon Parker could suffice. He could figure it out. He could make that happen, you know? Uh, do I think the offense will struggle? Um, the uh, my boy Fox try first. Does it reflect the O line issues? At times, it can, but and you know most of these were about. I'm telling you, if Colton Miller gets beat, man, that's 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 a problem. If, he, if Colton Miller's getting beat for a game, I think Derek Carr's gonna have a long day. You know, but Colton Miller he holds his own over there, and you kind of can see it. Like the Giants game, Colton Miller was not his best game. It was not his best game. Um, you know either. What other games? Some other games that, you know, they're kind of – they got their butts kicked. I mean, the Chiefs game was not Colton Miller's best game. I mean, I, I could give you a bad Colton Miller game. I can give you a bad Raiders offense game. <laughs> it's just, it's It kind of goes with it. I mean, he, he, he's he's that important. So, I mean, if he goes down, I mean, you could put Brandon Parker over there who'd probably play better over there. But um, if he goes down, man, that's, that's a big issue. Um, let me get some of these questions. you think the offense is going to struggle at the beginning of the year? Uh, no. I don't. I don't think they're going to struggle at the beginning of the year. I think they're going to catch people off guard. Because, I, one, I think Derek Carr is more familiar with the system than people want to give credit for. And I think there's a lot of players that do as well. I mean, I think they're going to, they're going to probably not front load things. And they're going to try to keep it simple for them early on. But I think the advantage the Raiders are going to have early on is that nobody knows what the hell they're going to do. Like, I mean, I don't. I don't know what they're going to run. I don't know what kind of running scheme they're going to run. See, do, do, do the Chargers know what type of running scheme they're going to run? I think that's going to be the advantage uh, for the Raiders. So I think I think they're going to start off a little hotter than than, than we expect. Um, and it, just just maybe the first two games they start off two and zero. Maybe they start you know get hit a run after like as the Titans that are good defense. And then uh, I still think they're going to lose that first Broncos game for some reason. I just have a feeling the, the Broncos are going to start off really hot and then have that Russell Wilson fall off. Um, so. I would expect them to have a hot start overall, but, you know, I, I think they might hit a little bit of a rut 
against some of these better defenses that they face after teams kind of figure out what they're trying to do and they're going to have to adjust again to what teams are, how teams are playing them. So that's what I kind of think is going to happen because right now, I mean, they have really, nobody has, really has any, I mean, I don't know for sure what they're going to do. You know, I wish I did, but you know, I, I don't. Um, do you, I think the conversion routes will affect his hero ball behavior? No, because I think these could be the same page as a lot of these guys. Especially Devontae. I'm hurting him and Devontae probably give you the same page from day one, you know? And I expect a lot of digs and Allen out of them. Uh, how much do you enjoy the Ernest I enjoy Ernest Perkins a lot because I, I think it's I think it fits a quarterback that is cerebral. And I feel like the West Coast is more for like a quarterback. Like if you have a young quarterback, let's say like a Zach Wilson, it's a lot better for Zach Wilson on the West Coast offense because it's more defined. Like Zach, you're going to this side slant flat. You really can't go backside slant flat because if you go backside, Zach, you are in trouble, right? Erhard Perkins is more about matchup base. So if, if I'm Derek Carr, I, I come to the line, right? I see the way the coverage is that Darren Waller is going to be wide open based on what I call. I'm throwing Darren Waller. There's really no, there's no progression necessarily. There's no one, two, three, four like there is in the West Coast offense. It's more about quarterback base. So if, you know, I see Devontae Adams and somebody comes up and presses him, I'm going to I'm gonna throw a go route to Devontae Adams. Or Devontae Adams has a guy, he's supposed to run a go route, and he has a guy playing off coverage. Devontae Adams is going to do a stop route. But their car is supposed to see the guys playing off coverage, and then they do, they've got to be on the same page. And that's why, like, Allen and Diggs are so good when they run this offense is because they, they're always on the same page. So when Diggs has a guy playing off, him and Allen know that Diggs is going to run a comeback and he can just throw it right to Allen on time and right to Diggs on time and it's grand. So that's what I like about this offense too, is that for, for the, the, the unorthodox route runner, this is an, this is the offense for you. All right. I, I'm getting so many questions now, man. I just might as well go through them here. Uh, should we go to Emmanuel Sanders? I, I say, yes, that's me. I love Emmanuel. That'd be awesome. He played really well for them too. Um, I got Raiders versus Bills, or if, man, if they play the Bills, man, I'd be terrified. <laughs> Josh Allen scares me. People are scared of Justin Herbert. I don't know how to stop Josh. You know, you guys know me. I, I usually figure out how to stop most of these quarterbacks. I don't know how to stop him if he wants to play. He's the only can stop himself. You have to come. You have to hope that he doesn't show up. Because if he shows up, man, I don't know how. I, you, you can play single high. You can play too high. You can play. You can blitz him. If you blitz him, you better get to him. Because <laughs> if you don't. He's going to break the tackle. Like, it's just – uh, that was a difficult watch for me because I was like, how do you stop him if he doesn't come and play terrible? Because there's some times he comes to play terrible, but if he doesn't, man, or if, like when the Bucks were down 27-3, he decided that he, I'm not going to pass no more and I'm going to run for 200 yards. It's like, <laughs> it's like how do you stop him? <sighs> he's, that was, he's a scary dude to watch. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Do we need a great right tackle? We don't need a great right tackle. We just need a serviceable one. The NFL with right tackles, serviceable. That's all I got to say. All right, so let me get this couple of these other questions, guys. Um, how do you feel about Josh Jacobs? I think Josh Jacobs has a big year. I honestly do, if he stays healthy, which he's already hurt. So <laughs> <laughs> might be a lot of Xavier White. Um, Aguilar, I like Aguilar. I, I would go Emmanuel Sanders over Aguilar if I had uh, – the Aguilar. I saw the Aguilar question. Did it go away? I swear. I had a lot of Aguilar questions. But oh, here it is. My bad. If we if Aguilar is cut, do you think we go get him? Oh, it was Anthony Barr. Yeah, I, I like Aguilar. I thought I thought he had pretty good tape last year. A lot, you know, a lot of people try to knock him, you know, because he had less stats. But it's different offense, and they didn't use him the same. More, you know, you know, they didn't use him the same like the the uh, how John Gruden used him, which is pr- primarily a go route guy, right? Um, but he still ran good routes, man. Still got open for uh, Mac Jones. It's, you know, like I said, if Mac Jones wants to throw to Hunter Henry, he's throwing to Hunter Henry based on the coverage. So, you know, you know, sometimes if you have your favorites in Hart Perkins, uh, a smaller guy like Nelson Aguilar might get weeded out a little bit because, hey, I'm throwing to Hunter Henry, you know. <laughs> uh, what else? What else I got here, man? You got Zemir White. He got hurt 100%. There's no way. Bracket. Hell yeah. I agree with that. Patriots have traditionally been a gap blocking scheme based on running back. So see, it's a good question. Good one. Cause I like this question. Cause I want to answer this. So 
I was doing some Patriots playbook stuff, um, doing some charting so I could learn their playbook a little bit. And they have a huge outside zone section in their 2016 Patriots playbook. And they did ran, they barely ran it, but it's huge. It's about three or five pages of outside split zone and inside zone. So it's there, right? It's in their playbook. It's in their system. They just don't run it a lot. So since it's there, I mean, that, that's what I'm talking about. I don't know, when, especially when I saw that. I was like, what are these guys going to do, man? I mean, <laughs> I think they just do outside zone one week. They're going to do gap one week. Like, you know, it's, it's they're going to be super diverse. It's going to be a, a really, really diverse run game, in my opinion. Probably one of the most diverse we've seen in a minute because, you know, last you know, the last couple of years, we've all been able to predict. You know, I, I talked to – every time I was on the radio, I had there was a Raiders fan asking Clay and, uh, and Pritchard about why is the run scheme so predictable. <laughs> so the fans can see it. I think – it's going to be totally different this year. Um, it's going to be scheme based, you know, scheme based type of stuff, scheme based type of stuff that uh, is going to be, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's to be honest, it's 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 interesting because I really don't know what they're going to do. That's why I think if the Chargers fans are so cocky, I mean, Brandon Staley has no idea what they're going to do. <laughs> what what is what is he getting ready for? What is he watching? What tape is he getting ready for to get ready for this team? Is he watching? Is he watching the Patriots? What is he watching? You know what I mean. So that's why I think Chargers fans are a little too cocky. <laughs> you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, is uh, I think Brown makes the roster just because he. I think I think he. Uh, I wrote an article. Um, I think he's a red zone guy. You get him inside the five man, he finds a way to get in the end zone. So that's what I like really about what really like about him. How many running backs do I think make the roster? I still think they keep four. I think the guy, I think the one probably the main guy out, I feel is probably like one of the older guys like Bolden. I know people seem like he he's gonna make it, but I don't know. Some of these guys, I, I really hundred percent believe some of these guys are there just to teach the system, to bring the language in. You know, I, I, why are you why are you keeping a thirty two year old Boulder? You know what I mean? Why would you do that? <laughs> you feel me? Like why would you? Why would you do that? So, um, I, I feel like you kind of have to look at the younger picture with the running backs, and especially a lot of McDaniel's uh, comments. I think I think it's gonna be Brown. I think Drake probably starts an IR when the season starts, so they might keep. Bolden or something for that, but once Drake gets healthy, I think they're going to use Drake kind of like he was used in Miami in 2017 under Adam Gase with a lot of wheels. We had like I think he, I think he had like 50, 60 catches that year. I think that's the plan for Drake, in my opinion. I feel like he's going to be. I don't think he's going to run the ball that much. Let's just say that, and he can't block, so I don't know what. It <laughs> but Zamir White can block, which I learned. So, yeah. All right. Um. How will we use Drake B's this year? I kind of got there to, to you, Bulldog, answer that question a little bit. Parham or James at center. I think it should battle it out. You know, I don't think James is a bad center. If he can get his snaps out faster, I, I, I would be okay. That was my whole thing. Um, man, uh, if he can get the snaps out faster, he's all right. He's fine. But, you know, you, you, you want you want Parham to play center, in my opinion. I, I think Parham wins the job, but you never know. You never know, man. Uh, you know, maybe James comes to play. Maybe he brings he brings it and makes sure that the you know he he solidifies that spot. But I think Parham has the up on him a little bit. So you know, uh, and BD was going doing a, he was doing a cover three uh, Patrick Graham because we're, we're thinking that we're gonna see a lot of cover three disguised in too high. So too high pre snap guys moving around and then all of a sudden it's like boom it's like this. <laughs> That's what I think we're gonna see a too high and then like this. And they're going to switch or they're going to go this way or they're gonna go this way or maybe, you know, and maybe it's man-to-man Mullins playing or Rocky Sins playing man-to-man on this side, right? And then you got uh, cover three with Mullen and something. Because Mullen was pretty good in cover three last year. I don't know if you guys remember when he played. He was pretty damn good in cover three last year. So if you, you know, you get him playing cover three on this side, Rocky Sins not a great zone corner. You make him play a little man match on this side, you know, get more mixed in there, have him come down. Maybe get some interceptions, rob some things. I think that can be kind of a, that's that's what we wanted to break down a little bit today. It was kind of show you guys 
why they got all these damn cover three coaches. Because, I mean, Chris Ash, he's from Jags, cover three. No, um, the Lions coach, cover three. Um, they got they got, they got pass rush specialists, so I thought that was interesting. So um, it, it's it's that's what we wanted to go over, and I think that's going to be a, a thing. I think they're going to they're going to mix it up. It, it, it's going to be like, oh, we're playing too high. Are we playing too high? I don't know. And like, boom, kind of like what the Titans did, and they brought a guy over from the Titans because that's what the Titans did all last year. The Titans basically played cover three man match all year, but it looked like too high, or it looked like or it looked like cover three, and then it went to too high. You know, it's all deception. So I, I think a lot of it, especially these days, but especially the quarterbacks that they're playing, I mean, you can't you can't show Justin Herbert the same thing. He's such a cerebral quarterback. You got to show him one thing and then show him another, right? And same thing with uh, Patrick Mahomes and I mean Russell Wilson. He just played too high, so <laughs> I can't say that he's he's all there, right? But I make it so simple to beat him sometimes, but it's kind of true. Uh, <laughs> um, Bam, I I I, I watched. Uh, my boy Matt Holder did a great breakdown of Bam. I think he has a chance to make this team. Undrafted guys always have a chance to make this team. I think he has a chance. Bam Lucini, I think he has a good chance to make this team. He has pretty good tape against Kyron Thibodeau. Um, and uh, so I, I think he has a chance to make this team for sure. What's your predictions for the O-line? And why would Leatherwood go back to right tackle? Now, I mean, we talked about like we talked about this a lot on um Tape Don't Lie about Tom Cable being a madman. And the rest of the NFL not respecting Todd Cable. That's the main reason I think Alex Leatherwood's going back to right tackle because they. Pro- I think they think that Tom Cable sucks and he doesn't know what he's doing, and we can fix him, right? And you know, Duke uh, Manyweather is already working with him on his um, on his right tackle position. I don't know if you guys seen that those break the, those uh, those workout videos. Those are all right tackle videos. You can tell by the way his feet are set up, the way he's doing jump sets. He's playing right tackle. Right, so he's playing right tackle, and you, just to say, you never know, man. These guys might coach him up, and he, he's, they might be really good, right? <laughs> you know, um, so if 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 they if they do that, you never know. He might he might end up being really good, you know. Um, but the writing was on the wall to me because you know the first press conference, and I know like the Vic Tafers and then them, they tried to throw it away. You know, is uh, you know, throw away what he said, but he straight up said the first thing he said is like, "Well, we're going to try him out at his original spot." <laughs> it was like his first quote. That was the first quote from Josh McDaniels. Was we're trying out something with that right tackle, and everybody's like, "You're a liar. Why are you lying to us?" Like he's John Gruden or something, because John Gruden used to lie to them for four years. You know, Josh McDaniels really hasn't lied yet. I mean, even the car thing, he even said that car had these these dudes best for the team, and that dude took twenty four million. So he hasn't lied to us yet. I mean, I th- I think. A lot of things for the listeners taped a lot. And, you know, I, I, you guys you guys like to listen to press conferences. I know you guys do because you guys always tell me about them. Just listen to Josh McDaniels, man. I, there's not really that many secrets anymore. There's not much for us to figure out. If you listen to Josh McDaniels, listen to Patrick Graham, they're going to tell you. There's not really a lot of sugarcoating. Not really a lot of, of you know, John Gruden hyping up Marcus Mariota. He's sensational, you know, just just to troll Derek Carr and get him motivated. There's nothing there's nothing like that. Um there's no more of that. Everything's straight up football. Just listen to what they say. They're going to give you the cues, man. It's like, you know, the running backs in the draft. Like he kind of gave that away. He's like, "We need running backs get hurt <laughs> a lot." It's like, "Okay, you're getting running backs." You know, he's he says something that's like the car thing. He's got to listen. Listen to Josh. He'll tell you They'll let you know what's going on. It's no more lying season. No more John Gruden lying to you, trying to throw off the media. You know, Josh McDaniels kind of knows the media doesn't pay attention to what he's saying, anyways. So, yeah, that's why I said Chase Garber's making it fifty three because Josh McDaniels lit up. Man, Chase, he called my first name. <laughs> Chase is working his butt off. I was like, oh, he's oh man, Jared Stidham. And then you should have saw what he said about Jared Stidham. Oh my god, if I was Jared Stidham, I, I'm like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get cut. He's like, yeah, he has a he has a leg up. It really doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn. And then he's like, but Chase Garbers. <laughs> that was that was a mean. He, he, what he said about Jared Sidham, man. I, if I was, that was not nice. I mean, it doesn't mean he's gonna. It doesn't mean he's gonna show results. <laughs> I was like, wow. 
Ouch. I mean, yeah, he knows the system, but I mean, he's not good, so. But they, they traded for him, you know? It's, it's so weird. They, they make it so many weird moves, you know? Like, the Brian Edwards trade was a little weird to me. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't like that trade. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like that trade. I thought that was, it was a little reactionary to me. I think they, I think they, they liked him on tape, and then they got there, and he wasn't picking up the offense like they wanted, so they just freaked out. You know, I think they, they should have gave him a little bit more chance. I don't know. Maybe something's we're missing. But I swear if Arthur Smith turns him, turns him into A.J. Brown, I'm going to be pissed. And he's just running dig routes for touchdowns. I'm going to be mad off play action to Mark Spiro. I'm going to be mad. So, because, I mean, Brian Edwards runs a damn, he runs a damn good dig route. <laughs> and if he's over there just running those same damn digs that A.J. Brown ran, he, he can break some tackles and, and get some yak. So, I'll be mad about that. I would be. So I, I, I wasn't very, I wasn't a fan of the move. I, I know that he has a lot of work, but why didn't we trade him before the draft? I still don't understand that move. It's probably like the only move I haven't liked the, the whole offseason is because I thought it was reactionary. I thought it was kind of impulsive, impulsive trade. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe you guys disagree. I don't know what you guys, give, give me your thoughts on the Edwards trade. I thought it was a little impulsive. I, I, I mean, there's so many wide receivers in the draft, right? So many wide receivers in the draft. Um, they 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 could have they could have I don't know I don't know you guys give your opinion on that I don't know um I thought it was just it's tiny bit impulsive that's all there's a tiny bit tiny bit impulsive um Mumford I think he's gonna be the swing I think, I think he's gonna be Colton Miller's backup if they're smart which I and I, I think that these guys are pretty smart besides the Edwards move which I I think they watched the tape with Edwards and Edwards tape is is promising. So you're like, okay, let's give this guy a chance. And then, but then he comes out there and he, he's, he's like, <laughs> you know, he's, he's probably like running over the right strong spot and doing some of the same stuff he's doing last year with Gruden. And they're probably like, man, this is not going to work. So because, yeah, but uh, let me see. what. So T- Mumford, I think he's going to be the backup tackle because um, I think his best spot's left tackle. And I, I don't, I don't think you want to mess with that. But I think there's gonna be a battle between him and Bam, so he better watch his back. Munford better watch his back because Bam might take his spot. He's got, he's got to watch that, right? Um, he's got to watch his back. Uh, I, I think. So let me get some of these questions before I get some of these last ones. Munford, miss anything? Are you talking about Josh Jacobs? Which Josh are we talking about? So Josh Jacobs, because if Josh Jacobs holds out, I, I don't know what, what leverage he has. He's a running back. Can running backs hold out? When's the last one? Zeke? How did that go? <laughs> I mean, it went well for him, but like for the rest of the running back in the NFL, it did not go good. I mean, now they're all like, man, I don't know be smart. He gets hurt too much to hold out. Like, come on, man. Can you be healthy for a whole season? He's already hurt. <laughs> in your practice, throw <laughs> TAs. <sighs> Man. So, you know, see, I don't think Darren Waller's going to hold out because I just don't think Darren Waller's the type of person. I think if Darren Waller was a normal guy, didn't wasn't a you know, formal drug addict who had, he's dealing with a lot of mental health issues, I would say yes. But since the type of guy he is, I think it would make him a little bit of a hypocrite, and I think it might make him worse for himself because he has this thing with conflict resolution. If you watch the uh, – you listen to my pod, you listen to my interview – and then you talk to him about on the pivot podcast, the thing with conflict resolution, and that would be the total opposite. Holding out is avoiding conflict. To be honest, I mean, because going up in the team and facing it straight up and showing up, that shows shows you're being the bigger person than kind of just holding out. You know what I mean? So I don't know about that. But I might be wrong on that, though. I don't know. But I, I, th- I just feel like makes him a little bit of a hypocrite on his IG live. You know what I mean? When you talk about money doesn't matter and only thing that matters is, you know, that you're living and all that stuff. It just makes him a little bit. But, you know, money is important for the future family. But, you know, he's already made a lot of money. Maybe he feels like he already did that, you know? Um, and are we allowed to turn I mean, I wish we could. That'd be nice. Just sign every player. But let me make sure I make sure I miss any other questions. I got some good ones. I want to miss. All right, so this is a double one. Keenan Cole, wide receiver three. 
uh, do you think Mac, Mac Hollins or Demarcus Robinson? I think Robinson is the, the third wide receiver right now. And the only reason I think that because he keeps commenting on everything Derek Carr does. So I think he's kind of trying to kiss some butt. <laughs> he's all over Derek Carr's IG. Yeah, D. Yeah, DC. <laughs> so he's trying to get the football. Nobody knows <laughs> serious is, is just Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, DC, you funny. <laughs> Good one, DC. <laughs> so I think Demarcus Robinson is trying to get that football. Um, and he's trying to get some play. So that's why I think it's him. Um, so I, I think Keena Cole has a chance to take it. Probably I think Keena Cole is just Keena Cole to me is Nelson Aguilar, but a poor man's version. So like, yeah, he can get open, but he can't catch, and he catches worse than Nelson Aguilar. So that's why I don't know about him too much. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, DC, you hilarious. <laughs> good joke. Uh, <laughs> good joke, DC. Uh, I'm uh, poor, I got some. Can't turn the kind of sad. Can Matt Coos play linebacker? Uh, no. I think he's. I think. I think he's gonna be better this year though. He's gonna stand up. I think Mike Coos is gonna have a good year. I thought his tape was good. I thought every time he rushed the passer, he got pressure. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the hell Gus Bradley was thinking at the end of the year last year watching Yannick Ngagwe. Because I mean, Farrell and Coos were outplaying him, and I think that that was a a bad decision. I think they. I think they would have been easier for them to win more games if Yannick Ngagwe wasn't tired out because he gained all that weight and he was just tired at the end of the year, man. All right, let me get some of these last questions before I get out of here, man. Get up on my day here, guys. Let's, 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 uh, I'm going to get to you. Let's get to some of these. Bust out these real quick. <sighs> Am I over the Suns loss? No. No, I'm not over the Suns loss. I like the Warriors. I'm rooting for the Warriors just because, I, you know, I, I know a lot of Warriors fans are from the Bay. I'm supporting you guys. Um, and, and, I, and I think Steph Curry gets way too much hate. Steph Curry gets way too much hate for his greatness. He just keeps winning. And everybody's like, nobody give because just because he hasn't won a finals MVP, I think it's the stupidest thing ever <laughs> you know so hopefully he wins finals mvp this year so that could shut up because that's dumb is it really his fault that clay's clutch it's not his fault that clay is super clutch and clay is gonna take over a game or something like that it's not, how is that his fault it's not his fault in my opinion um but no i'm not over the sun's losing I've, i don't i'm still mad at chris paul i don't know what i'd do if i saw him in the street i i, I would have to control myself uh, you know, I might I might say something to him at a restaurant. I don't know. Be like, come on, bro. Take yourself out the game if you can't play defense. <laughs> Be a leader. Take yourself out. <sighs> All right. Don't, don't get me started on the Suns, man. So you can, you see, I'm going to be ranting for a little bit. Mac Hollins. I still think Mac Hollins is a special team guy. But he could. He could get there. I still think he's a special teams guy. He's there for special teams. A um, couple more questions here. Do I think they're going to be pass heavy? I think I, I honestly, Patrick, I think they're going to be. I think we're going to see Derek Carr pass the ball 660 times total. This would be a lot of passing, lots, a lot of passing until we play the Chargers. Week one, we not. I think week one, I don't think they're going to run the ball that much. I don't think they're going to pass that much week one. So if you have Devontae Adams and Aaron Waller on your fantasy team, you're going to be upset week one. Okay. You'd be really, really upset because I think they're just gonna run it down those damn throats. <laughs> they're gonna run it down their damn throats, man. I, I, they're gonna—that's what I think their, their plan is gonna be. Um, I might be wrong on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, with the with the Raiders miss Zay Jones. Well, to be—I I killed Zay Jones a lot. It's probably the last question I'm gonna ask. Answer. I killed Zay Jones a lot. I did. That's because he can't track the ball in the air. Is this they used him wrong? I think Zay Jones uh, can be a good wide receiver if you keep him as a possession wide receiver, which they did like the last three or four games, and they their offense played a whole lot better once they stopped sending him deep, right? Try to stop trying to make him heavy rucks, which they I, that, that's what they did, man. It was terrible. It was did not give good results, and then once they stopped doing that, it was a whole lot better, you know. So a whole lot better. So uh, it, it it depends if the Jags try to make Zay Jones. Mr. You know, deep ball man is the Trevor Lawrence gonna struggle. But if they use him and get some intermediate routes, I mean, he runs a, he runs a good post route. You know, what I mean, good good little quick post, little missile route, quick posts. You know, quick slants, digs. 
Jay Jones is all right, man. He's not bad. It's, it's just when you start trying to calf him track a deep ball. <laughs> That's what it is. That's when you're in trouble with Zay. So, uh, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like a back shoulder fade or something like that. Something that's like online. It, it's it's got to. It can it cannot be up in the air where he has to look up. He has to look up. <laughs> if he's looking up, it's it's over. It's getting picked or something. All right, guys. Um, I really appreciate you guys staying with me. I, I winged this alone. We had a technical difficulties. BD. I like all your guys' questions. You need to do this more often. Um, and kind of bounce ideas off each other. But uh, appreciate you guys listening, man. Appreciate you guys coming in joining me. I know we ain't got no basketball. Baseball is hard to bet on. I hate the Rockies. You know, they, they, Rockies have messed up my parlay the last couple of days. So um, I appreciate that. You should drop me crying. Appreciate that, man. Uh, let's get it again. I will. I'm going to do some more stuff this week. Um, we still want to do that more 20, 2019 draft class. We still want to look at that. Get you Josh Jacobs. So. I know BD had a little difficulty, so we might do that um, later on. But I really appreciate you guys coming in here. Um, like I said, just hit the subscribe button, right? Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Also, make sure you check out, you know, the supplements. My man, discount code, 35% off. Like I said, the sleep and the focus thing is amazing. And then if you're a workout person, um, the protein stuff, you can get that fruity cereal, which is really, really good. Really, really good tasting. And then, of course, you get the normal protein that, you know, that tastes pretty good as well but the fruity cereal one i recommend that one's amazing all right so uh make sure you guys do that as well and um let's beat the chargers i, I got that game circled that's that's something i, I just let's just just beat these guys it's black man you know that's 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 all i want it's just a blowout week one <laughs> just so we can talk crap to every single chargers fan i'm gonna find every single tweet so i, I really want that to happen let's get it guys all right i'm out peace <laughs>